1: Hello and good day. Another fabulous time here. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Another wonderful podcast interview ahead. But before we do that, I want to give you a little bit of an update. We're in spring. Yes, spring has come. I've been around. I just drove from... Chicago to Michigan, all the way back down to Florida, and I love seeing the trees starting to turn green again, people talking about planting their gardens, those up north. My garden down here in Florida is flourishing, about to get ready for another planting, another whole project ahead, maybe even add more bags to that garden because it was so much fun the first time. So I just want to tell people it's exciting, get out there, get some fresh air, plant something this year, it's really important. Whatever it is you're planting, and let's put it that way. I'm not gonna make it anything specific. We gotta reinvest in the earth. We gotta keep treating our soil as precious. And I'm you know, happy I just came back from a cannabis conference up in Michigan and Michigan while well, another one of those states that wants to do it but has those challenges like other states of the process. How do we get this going is is a challenge and, I, and I'm excited to say that they're making progress. There was at least two events happening the same weekend in Michigan. There's a lot of education being done. And I travel a lot to a lot of different trade shows, a lot of conferences. I actually skipped the one in Orlando recently. Everyone's surprised, but can't make them all. And today's guest can definitely relate to that concept traveling around the country and around the world educating teaching doing events so i really appreciate taking the time today mara gordon from aunt zelda's edibles and thank you so much for being here today i know you're on the road as much if not more than i am these days so thanks for taking the time
2: thank you for having me
1: we met up not too long ago up in Boston at the Harvard can med conference. And we both smiled and laughed that we were meeting in person, you know, after all this time being digital friends of sorts through Facebook and other and Twitter. So, you know, I know, but you have a bigger, I, mean, I, I apologize. It's not just edibles. It's not edibles. It's and Zelda's. So I just wanted to apologize that I make that clear. But how about this? How about we, let me quiet for a second and let you, you tell everyone what you've done and what you've created here with this awesome company, Aunt Zelda's.
2: Thank you. I, I people often confuse Aunt Zelda's edibles. It's because it sounds like it should be an edible company, but it's not. We're actually serious medicine. I, you know, I think about it like the Smith Brothers cough drops. You know, <laughs> they use uh, family names for, for a good purpose. But uh, Aunt Zelda's does is specializes in very specifically dosed cannabinoid terpene therapies we do this with topical products with a uh, infused olive oil products and then our concentrates that are used with you know the higher dose more severe diseases like cancers now when i first got into this the question that i was looking to answer was can cannabis be consistently and repeatedly dosed with accuracy for different diseases. And so I set it out collecting data from patients on this and have created now a software solution called CDR Med to help physicians and dispensaries and all to be able to manage this. The company has gotten much larger than I initially anticipated. We now are part of Zelda Therapeutics, which is being publicly traded in Australia to be set up to run clinical trials. So there's a lot going on. We also have Calispring Wellness, which is where our doctors and nurses work to do direct patient care.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. I again appreciate the clarification because that was one of the things that you know I've spoken to you about and, and I believe in is that this is medicine. And as mm-hmm. much as I on several conversations referred to it as a vegetable that we should grow our own, there's a usefulness. So I tell people this all the time is like there's ways to take a product and use it as a daily use as a food, but then there's ways where people really are approaching chronic diseases or serious medical conditions that require a higher level of preparation, of consistency, of quality assurances, and so forth. And I know that you come from that background of data and Mm -hmm. big data, and so that's really important to clarify that this is medicine, this is helping a tremendous amount of people, and you're considered one of the experts in in that process of dosing and consistency. So how did that come about? Like obviously you have doctors working with patients. It's been probably the most important thing collecting the data from these guys, right?
2: Yeah, actually I had to train the doctors initially, which is kind of funny because, you know, the endocannabinoid system is not taught in in medical school. And so based upon just doing our own research and collecting the data on patients, And then uh, working with, you know, leading researchers in the world like doctors Christina Sanchez and Manuel Guzman, we've been able to, you know, and then of course the, the, you know, there's so many different, people say there's no trials, no information out there. There's over (laughs) 10,000 trials and things that have been done with cannabinoids. So it's kind of a misnomer, but so there is a lot of information out there.
1: I'm planning on attending, I don't know if you're going to be out there as well, out in Poland the end of June at the ICRS conference, but I I look forward to that tremendously because it is the most cutting edge research on cannabinoids and the different studies and tests. And there's so many different universities and different researchers from around the world actively, and not just over the last year or two, but for many years, actively been studying this plant and its medicinal and healing properties that it's kind of naive for someone to say uh, it's not medicine or it doesn't have any benefit or, you know, positive attributes at this point.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I'm not going to be at ICRS because I'm going to be at the end of June. I'm going to be actually speaking in Puerto Rico during that same time. I I mean, my travel is crazy. I leave tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for a a quick family wedding in St. Louis and on to Australia, get back, turn around, go to Chile, turn around, get back, speak at the uh, Oakland NcIA event and then turn around and go to Puerto Rico. So I'm exhausted even thinking about it. Uh, but you know what, we have to get the word out there and when we have opportunities or when I have opportunities to speak to medical professionals and government officials, that's my wheelhouse. I'm accidentally in the space of being, you know, an expert. I want it ba- I want it back in the hands of medical professionals and so that I can get back to just crunching the data.
1: Yeah, and I totally respect that because we do identify our own strengths and passions and then, you know, don't get bogged down by you know, all this distraction of opportunity, but know that this is where your wheelhouse is. But we have to educate doctors. That's, that's kind of the funny reason why... I you know, I bypassed this a uh, business conference, an MJ business conference, even though it was close to my house, but th- it's still two three days out of my time that i got to go up there and, and, and do trade shows. And I'd rather, to be honest with you right now, I'm sure you can relate, spend my time and resources teaching others and, and doctors and other health educators on the endocannabinoid system and on this plant and its medical properties. I'm not really looking for more deals, as they say, and, and business maneuvers. I'm sure there's plenty of those out there, but I think we have to share this passion of, of getting the word out there and clarifying a lot of this, these myths and and mistakes that are common. And I think that's why I wanted to have you on the show was one of the main reasons is that data will help us identify the truth from the, from the, you know, the, the fake and myths. You know, I think the having the data is going to be the key component.
2: Yes. Yes. I, you know, when I first started this back end of 2010, beginning 2011, people told me I was crazy They said, I kept talking about data and they're like, ah, there's, yeah, you're not going to ever be able to do that. You'll never figure it out. It's not, it's not possible. Stoners won't cooperate. You know, I'm like, well, I'm not talking about stoners. I'm talking about (laughs) people that are living their lives and have severe medical conditions and want to help, you know, as long as we can get access to scans and blood work and things like that, we'll know what's working. And now, of course, you can't, you can't, you know, have a conversation with anybody, especially in this industry without data being the first words that come out of their mouths. So I'm like, yeah, okay, try catching up now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love when people call me crazy or tell me I'm out of my mind for doing things. I mean, going to naturopathic school in '98 was a, a crazy idea versus going. Why don't you just go to become a, a chiropractor, or an allopath, and right. going to vegan, vegetarian culinary school after that was also crazy, you know? Too who Who's this vegan that you're gonna, you know, help out? You know that type of thing. And now it seems like, oh, well, that was pretty. Intelligent decision-making and again whenever you talk about data and again knowing what you're talking about Because of the numbers are there and they make sense and you've done your research That's definitely going to be a big key to long-term success and you're just seeing the tip of that iceberg. I'm positive for it We're gonna take a quick break and then we we'll come back, we'll talk a bit more about Anzaldas and some of the things maybe you've seen in some of this initial data mining that you can share with some of our guests. So hang in there, we'll be right back at this quick break on Doc Rob, your concierge for better living, here on canvasradio.com and iHeartRadio.
0: The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment.
3: The cannabis industry is growing, business is booming, and as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Today, it takes more than just being a good grower. Do you have the resources to market and handle this ever-changing business landscape? Let Canna Management Corporation help you grow your Canna business with our vast resources and experience to make your business a fully functional service company, financial management, HR, sales, marketing, efficiency, and more. CMC has the experience and the expertise to improve your business and help you better meet the demands of your clients and customers. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow. That's 415-269-8015 Or visit canna-management.com More flavor. Hello and welcome, all you high-flying, die-trying, roll a Philly blood for your friend, hamsters, every roach-smoking bong token, however you get your THC can enthusiasts, all you rebels, individualistic originals, and outside-the-box ganja warriors, you chunky monkey, cherry-garcia, munchy-loving hamsters, all you captive earth surfers, astral travelers, and ganja-loving canosaurs, all you high-flying, wide-smiling, ganjarific cannabophiles, welcome to everyone. Except Donald Trump supporters, because that's how I really feel.
0: The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we are back, and I, I love this conversation because I was never really that wrapped up on data initially i just like i i'm a big idea guy you know and i, I, I say it i'm an xyz or i can see the end of the rainbow i can see the big success story as it's happening but over the years as consulting and working with different projects and brands i have to keep teaching myself and reminding myself you got to focus on the abc you got to know your basics and i think you know that's where you, I think you come from not even from a cannabis space but just understanding the, the parameters which you're working in so what are some of the things mara as a as my wonderful guest today from Anzalda's. What are maybe some of the things you can share that you've found in this early stage? I know there's a lot more we're going to uncover and discover, but what are some of the early things maybe we've identified that would help people realize it's not just a stoner's world these days?
2: Well, I can, I can tell you just some of the basic things that we have been able to figure out, and that is the younger the patient, the higher the dose necessary for a medical therapeutic benefits. Contrary to traditional pharma, I should say pharmaceuticals, where they're you know dosed by kilogram, uh, milligram per kilogram. We find that in the cannabis space, um, the endocannabinoid system works uniquely, and it is has more to do with age, and it's a reverse dose, which is very shocking to people. You know, I might have, and I think I think I may have had this in the presentation where we were, where you saw me over there at Harvard, where we talk about how a four year old is using somewhere around 600 uh, milligrams of cannabinoids a day or somewhere in that range, and somebody who's 88 that has the same diagnosis is using 75 milligrams of major cannabinoids. So it's very important to have the right information available when you're making these dosing decisions. We've identified, we've been collecting about 300 data points on people, but we also have identified the five main questions that are required to be able to do a fairly decent job, like at a dispensary level. And so we're going to have the software, I mean, not to be doing a, this isn't a plug, it's just how how we have had the vision of the industry and where it needs to go to keep the medical model. And that is at the dispensary, if somebody goes in now and they don't have a doctor giving them specific recommendations, which unfortunately right now that's not happening, but it needs to, It's up to whoever is behind the counter to help this, you know, in some cases, very sick or very frightened person. So we want to take the guesswork out of that and and help them so that they can look at what the five questions are that are necessary to know to be able to query the inventory and see which products based upon, and this is the most important, based upon lab test results, you know. We'll tell them then which product to use that'll match the doctor's recommendation or these five questions if there isn't one.
1: I think that's super important and I love that direction. I know it's not an easy task to accomplish. I am a medical director of a few dispensaries in Arizona and I do trainings for the staff and I try to explain them about the endocannabinoid system but it's on a very basic level because they're not doctors, they're not healthcare professionals and, they, and to tell me that indica will do that and a sativa will do this does not make sense to me when there's so many more variables to consider both on the plant side as well as the individual in front of you or the patient so i think that's going to be a great tool and and no worry about plugging these are things that we're innovating these are things that are necessary for the industry to evolve things that i'm sure anyone that's gone into a dispensary as a scared or unfamiliar or you know uneducated patients coming in looking for help is probably surprised at the lack of insight or they're told some information and they're not getting the right result that they need and and those are both unacceptable in the long term for me as this is medicine that we're going to see hopefully predominate our industry you know and I mean that by health industry the idea of cannabis-based therapeutics is just uh, you know just starting to Come back. I don't want to say, uh, you know, present itself because it was there thousands of years ago in traditional cultures all around the world It was part of the medical programs and and treatment uh, Recommendations herbally. I think it's great. I think that that's something that not only is necessary in Cannabis but hopefully it'll lead the way in a lot of other herbal therapeutics Because I think we, we we use herbs and we don't recognize or appreciate their power or strength or their capabilities and plants are amazingly powerful
2: Right. So one of the things that we look at is we look at also the other pharmaceuticals a person is using in any treatment and then also supplements. Because with cannabinoid therapy, you have to look at things like, you know, how are any other medications metabolized? If they go through the cytochrome P450, for example, in the way that they're metabolized through the liver, then CBD will alter more so than THC, but it'll greatly alter the way that those other pharmaceuticals are metabolized. And so it's very important to have open communication between the patient and their physician. If they don't, then at least to have a way, which we've created, of course, to be able to check for yourself. And that's to say, okay, are there going to be, if I put all my medications in here, are there going to be conflicts? And if so, what do I do about it? Do I need to go up on the dose? Do I need to go down on the dose? Perhaps I need to talk to my doctor about changing me to a different medication that metabolizes slightly differently. So information is power, and we're all about empowering these patients to be successful with their medicine.
1: Again, that's super important, and I've watched that firsthand. I mean, a couple of years ago, everyone was touting CBD as this safe and good-for-everyone type of thing, and I still believe it's an important compound from this plant that we we can utilize properly and effectively, both in a preventative as well as a treatment model, But it's not benign. I mean, it definitely affects the liver. It it definitely affects other medications, like you said, and how they're, they're metabolized. So, you know, people today that are online buying, you know, untested, unproven CBD products from unknown manufacturers and suppliers and think that it's just going to be a, a miracle or a wonder drug of sorts, they, they got to wake up. This is not that simple. And they could actually do themselves harm if they're on certain medications or other things. They may actually cause more harm than good in that sense. As much as I want to say this is the safest plant on the planet, you still have a couple flags you got to be aware of. And I think that's great that you're uh, sharing that emphasis on on. Your work and is across the board because i think people are just naive to that that's like saying you know you can't drown from too much water well yeah water is great for you but too much could be harmful so um i i'm going back i'm still sitting back on i love that reverse dosage aspect of it i've been you know one that's um looking at dosing for quite a while because there were no real details people were saying oh take this amount and it was pretty much guesswork or how we recommended it for a while was just start really low and titrate up until you find a a level that feels good or feels right. But that's not super scientific. And and what you're saying is some of the models that you're working on are going to help fine-tune that and provide a much better dose but also the right strains or balance of compounds because terpenes or what have you play different roles and functions too. That's going to allow that patient to not only feel better about what they're taking but get the best results possible.
2: Absolutely. You know, we still, we still tell people to start low and move slowly. The problem is just because you feel something and you don't like the way you feel. And so you back off a little, but does not mean you're going to be at a therapeutic dose. You know, so one of the questions that we ask people is what is your objective? For example, if somebody comes to us and they're, you know, stage four glioblastoma multiform GBM, okay. And they tell us their objective is just to, you know, palliative, just to stay comfortable, or just to manage the side effects of chemo or radiation or things like that. We're going to dose them very differently than somebody says, I want to kill the cancer. I want to see if this cannabis is going to kill this cancer and I'm going to go ahead and do all the, you know, allopathic treatments, but I'm going to do cannabis too. So, you know, to get them to a therapeutic dose where they're, you know, apoptosis is going to take place, then you're going to need to, you know, not necessarily just have a dose that feels good.
1: You know, so you uncomfortable level. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I say to people, I'm saying, you know, even the you know, they'll go, oh, I don't want to have any psychoactivity. And I'm like, you know, but you don't mind barfing your your guts out and being in bone pain
1: from chemo. I'm confused, (laughs) you know. Or or even just nauseous and and, 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 and itchy from... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's still going to be an effect that you have to tolerate at some level and you have to be willing to.
2: Absolutely, you're 100% 100 correct. And, And let's even go away from the cancer question and just go from managing chronic pain. You know, back pain is the number one reason for people missing work in this nation. If we could solve that, our productivity and our GMP would probably
1: go through the roof. Sick days might go down, or and the calor may not love you as much, but they do. but, well, but certainly,
2: certainly, our disability from social security and uh, everything else of people on early retirement, I mean, just to be able to actually manage pain and still be functional because many people can't function on opioids or if they get to a therapeutic dose, it makes them so you know ineffectual yes. that they have to then, you know retire early. And we're missing a whole generation, you know, each time it comes around as people age and they start end up having these chronic diseases of aging, we end up losing, it's like a brain drain because they aren't at work.
1: Yeah, and we're losing productivity, and we know that some a lot of these pharmaceuticals and other conventional options aren't really giving them that quality of life, and quality of life is super important, and I think that's really a key part of what you're talking about, even giving them the options on how they want to address their conditions, not just saying it has to be a one-size-fits-all. Let's find out what the person wants, what their needs are, what their interests are, and, and meet them where they're at. I think that's awesome. We're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll come back, we'll wrap up, we'll get some information on Anzelda's, Zelda's, give them a URL, and maybe... Uh, just some more information on all the great stuff you're doing. So don't go anywhere. We're we'll gonna be right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio.
0: The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
3: Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore, and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play.
0: It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download.
3: Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Fuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant
0: to be, the Boober way.
3: Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone. Of Tilk Radio. All
1: you have to do is decriminalize. We don't need a government regulation to tell us this is good plot, that's bad plot. We don't need any of that.
0: The Tommy Chunk Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. world, world. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, and we're back from this last segment. This has been so wonderful. There's so much information that needs to get out there. And, and great people like you, Mara Gordon, from Anzaldas is shed, spreading the good word and getting those doctors and, and patients educated and empowered. I love that, the empowerment of being on board with your treatment process, with your healing process, with your sick journey, whatever it might be. Because it's not always that you know resolution or cure, but there is a better quality of life and a healthier feeling every day. And, and that's really important. I think that's really kind of a key component to what you're doing and bringing to the table. Where can people, before I ask people where they can check out information, I went to your site, mm-hmm. I, I looked at different things. I love videos that are not just cannabis related also. There's so many different things you guys are doing, but you know, Ansel you guys with the medicine is just, you know, I love that patients are getting real science behind the products. And I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that, for me, being a nutraceutical guy, a natural products guy, we don't always need FDA approval. We need quality manufacturers who care about what they're giving into people's bodies or on their bodies. And Because, again, you make both topicals as well as ingestibles. Mm-hmm. So what's a good site for them to learn about the company and learn more about what you guys are doing?
2: They can go to auntzeldas.org A-U-N-T-Z-E-L-D-A-S.org. It'll do a redirect to the one that everybody spells wrong, which is AZ can oil. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just, you know, if they'll just go to auntzeldas.org, it'll take them to our site. And there's a lot of information. Unfortunately, we had to take some of it down because of, you know, you can't make any medical claims. You can't have even any testimonials that make any medical. And, you know, we want to be squeaky clean because we don't want to have, you know, we we avoid controversy
1: so that we can help people most important thing and sometimes you got to kind of you know narrow this focus a little bit just so you don't get too much issues but i right. mean on your site you have stuff on turkey tail mushrooms and turmeric and that's what this show is all about this is not just about cancers; this is a better living show and there's a lot of ways a lot of herbs a lot of plants that can enhance your life to make you feel better naturally and that, to me, is the most important thing. Better life, better living. And that doesn't mean it's forever, ever, ever. It means where you're at today. And I I think that, you know, that's been my platform is to have a better today than yesterday and hopefully a better tomorrow than today. We do the best we can. And and you're doing some really great work. And that's why I'm so appreciative of taking the time today to be on this show. You know, where do you see this going? I mean, obviously, data is a key marker. But just as a wrap-up, like, where do you see this industry going? Do you have any kind of... Soothesayer predictions of some of the things that you that might be coming in the near future.
2: Well, I you know I you know if I had my perfect world, we would have adult use on one side, and it wouldn't even be part of the same conversation. You know, people can have adult use. You know, I'm fine with that. On the medical, I would really like it just to be something that is in the medical schools that it's being. You know, that doctors are starting to include when they look through their pharmacopoeia they look at it and then they look at also the cannabinoids to incorporate into the medicine and i think that it needs to be regulated because i think that the quality out there and some of the things that i'm seeing and people that are having getting sick from medicine that was made with toxic solvents and chemicals needs to go away so i'm a huge proponent in regular regulation which doesn't make me the most popular person. But, it, I think that at the end of the day, there's, you know, you're talking about people's lives. You know, this isn't a game. This is serious, serious, uh, serious medicine. And it needs to be treated with that respect.
1: I totally agree with you. I dealt with my mother with her own illnesses and family and friends, and I've seen the little children that have gotten improvement using cannabis. But you don't want to give them something that's got a pesticide residue or some sort of solvent residue or wasn't made properly. Or even, you know, I had um, Hugh Hempel from Strains on, on a previous podcast, and he was talking about just consistency alone. You know, like just having someone get a medicine that's the same week to week or month to month, day to day. That's a very important thing we take for granted, I think. And I know that there's definitely a, a, a need or an acceptance to recreational or adult use. Like you said, I think that's definitely should be allowed, especially growing your own. As for me, I want to be able to juice my plant every morning and not even have a psychoactive component, but I want to get some of the benefits through my diet as a dietary cannabinoid component. But I still think that there's separation in different divisions, and I think what you're doing with the medicine, medicinal side is is really amazing, and I applaud you again, and again, once keep doing all the good work, and hopefully our paths will cross very soon again in another trade show or another good event that we, uh, you know, share good information with a lot of people, so, do my best.
2: My My pleasure, Rob. I mean, to finally have met you after all these years was great.
1: (laughs) I know, it was fun. I just want to spend more time. It's so hard at those shows just to, you know, connect and and really just, get down and, and get to know each other even better and not just on a business level but on that personal where your passions lie and i can tell right off the bat you're coming from the heart here and it's, and it's doing good service and, and your team I wish them all the best everyone out there and so just keep keep the hard journey it's not an easy task to get this out there but you guys are doing great work and uh way anyway, i can help you let me know that's what i'm here for so thank,
2: thank you Rob, my pleasure
1: Thanks so much again, and thanks to everyone also at, concier- at uh, CannabisRadio.com, doing so much great stuff, getting these shows, getting these podcasts produced, and getting it out there to the masses. This is a good platform. I think more and more people should be tuning in, not just to my show, but there's a lot of great shows on this network, and uh, share the love. And on that note, I'm going to say goodbye for today. To our next time, this is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living, here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio, wishing you all the best in health and happiness.